As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. This is a legendary episode on my podcast. It takes talent to find the talent and Lady Gaga's talent scout, Wendy Starland, who has discovered and developed Grammy winner Lady Gaga is on my podcast today. My guest, Wendy Starland, is an American singer, model, songwriter, music producer from Los Angeles. Starlet was honored by the Songwriters Hall of Fame, was named each one's Best Emerging Artist, was featured on Moby's Grammy-nominated album Last Night, and opened for Sheryl Crow, Jack White, at the Michigan International Speedway. In addition, Starlet discovered and developed 11-time Grammy, 2-time Golden Globe, and Oscar-winning icon Lady Gaga. Starlet developed Lady Gaga's career during the recording of Lady Gaga's album, The Fame. Starlet was responsible for discovering 11-time Grammy winner Lady Gaga and landed her deal with multi-platinum producer for Beyonce, Jessica Simpson, Whitney Houston, and Britney Spears that resulted in Lady Gaga signing major label record and publishing contracts. Starlet and Lady Gaga wrote songs together while she helped to develop her brand and marketing strategy. 
Starland has written and recorded songs with or for Snoop Dogg and other famous artists. Her music has been heard in film and television, including MTV's The Hills, Jersey Shore, Spiker, The Rules, We Can't Get Away, Promos for Two NBC premiere series, Las Vegas in Hawaii. Starland has licensed over 100 songs to several networks, including MTV, VH1, NBC, ABC, E. So you guys can actually read the full bio in the show notes. And today's episode is very interesting. Wendy will be sharing her secret to success in the music career and in her life. And we'll be talking about Lady Gaga's story, how she discovered her, how she became so famous. And Wendy will be giving a great advice on what qualities do you need to have in order to succeed in any career and in order to be the best. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Wendy. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast and so honored. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for being my guest and you being such a legend working with so many superstars you would love to know how did you start your career and what's the secret of your success oh thank you so much well I actually my career got started after I was uh, pulled out of the crowd by Maceo Parker who is the lead saxophone player for James Brown and his whole band and uh, as a young teenager, uh, I was going to one of their concerts with my fake ID and uh, I scooted my way up to front row center and he pulled me up on stage out of the crowd. And uh, when I hear music I love, I've been singing my whole life. uh, I just start singing along and the trombone player tapped his mic in front of my face and I started harmonizing with Maceo and He ended up, you know, it's a huge 12 piece band with um, horn section and everything. And I ended up uh, scatting on a stage for 20 minutes and it was written up in all the newspapers the next day. And uh, he had basically, by the time I was done singing, got down on one knee and said, and he coiled up a, a little bass string around his finger and he got down on one knee as if he was proposing to me and said, put it around my finger, said, Wendy, from this day forward, you are married to music. And if you don't spend the rest of your life using this gift, you're going to rob the rest of us of something so special. And I said to myself, that's, this is my life. This is what I'm going to be doing. And so I did. (laughs) Well, that's fascinating. And how did you get to work with Lady Gaga? And I know you've written a song for her. And what, like how did you start your career before like did you ever think you will be in the music um well I did I've always I've been writing songs since I was seven um you know I was fortunate enough to be honored by the songwriters hall of fame and uh on Moby's Grammy nominated record and um Lady Gaga when I met her uh was just you know, she was not a celebrity at the time. She was uh, working at uh, Famous Music Publishing and that's how we met. And she basically um, 
was we were performing on the same bill one night. I was, you know, singing and she was uh, singing as well. And she said, oh, I don't know if you remember me from Famous Music Publishing, but I would love for you to come to my show. And at the time I was an in-house songwriter for a multi-platinum producer. And um, I was put to on a mission to go out and find a girl under the age of 25 who could be the female equivalent to the lead singer of the Strokes, who's edgy and bold and uh, can't take your eyes off of. And basically that's exactly what I did. I went to over 50 shows and here this girl who I had no idea was even a singer when I met her ended up opening, you know, being on the same bill as I was. And so I saw her perform and I'd been working on music with this producer in advance of that. And uh, a lot of these songs were songs that we said, okay, well, we want to get the right artist to perform these songs. And I said, you know, she might be this artist. And she had this incredible it factor, you know, even when it was a room full of a few hundred people, she was singing to the back of the stadium and had just the confidence of a lion, you know, she was just very big and bold. And I said, okay, this, this girl has got what it takes. And so uh, we started, you know, I introduced her to my business partner and we started developing her and working with her. And Luckily, after a long time working together, we, she became the biggest star in the world. She was iconic. She's got millions of, if not billions of fans all over the world. And we're so fortunate that it became a billion dollar brand that changed pop culture and history. And uh, I'm so proud to have been the, per the first the first person in that line of, you know, people who went on to help create this global brand. I've been a huge fan of Lady Gaga for so many years, like probably over 10 years now since yeah. she came out. And it always takes the right person to actually see the talent. So you had a talent to see that and recognize it in someone as well. So yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it was quite a process because when I first um, looked, you know, when I first saw her concert, uh, it was a very different genre of music and styling and her name was Stephanie Germanata. So it was a whole big process to get to where we are now. And um, I just feel very blessed that I got to be an integral part of that. I can't even believe that I'm talking to someone who actually is a part of it, like, because she is the such a huge, like, worldwide celebrity that anyone knows her in any country of the world. Yeah, and it's really awesome. It's so yeah. cool. More than anything, you know, when you think of an idea and then put it into action and watch it actually develop throughout the world that, you know, little baby grandparents and all you know people of all ages uh genders you know ethnicity it's it's really exciting it's really exciting and it it makes you feel like anything's possible so true and for someone who is dreaming to be recognized world recognized artist what are the main qualities you're looking for like what are the main qualities they need to have um 
there are definitely, you know, it's interesting because everyone's like, oh, you know, so many people have so much talent. And I disagree with that completely. <laughs> I mean, I may be a bit of a talent snob, but uh, I think when you're really in it and you really, you know, when you've been writing songs since your whole life and you, you know, are a singer and performer and you really know your craft, it is very easy to identify the people who can consistently show up and perform in a way that is, it's not just a fluke that one night they had a great show. It's every single time it is magic that comes out of their mouths and the performance and the, the, the presence. I mean, it's like when you're in the presence of a star, it is not the same thing as a normal person. Uh, you know, there are some stars that are, you know, very approachable and whatnot, but there is this greatness and this larger than life thing that happens. And um, especially, you know, when there's true talent, I mean, not only Lady Gaga, but other artists that I've had the fortune of, uh, either opening up for, working with, knowing very well. I mean, to me, Gavin DeGraw is one of the greatest male singers of all time. I know him and uh, adore him. He's a wonderful person. Um, and as he was, you know, I knew him from the very start because we shared band members. And basically you don't have just like a good night and a bad night consistently live there is a timbre to his voice a tone a texture uh, a um consistency that only exists with true greatness and that is what it takes because it's not enough to just be a great musician if you don't have the it factor it's not enough to have the it factor without being a great musician, like if you're gonna be world-class icon and change billions of lives, it has to be that way every single time. And she had that from the beginning. So true. She's like very bright, especially in that movie, The Star Was Born with Bradley Cooper. It was an incredible movie. Like I watched it a few times because I really yeah. loved it. She played it so, it was like so real how she played well, it they incorporated a lot of our true story together into that movie. So although it was a classic film and a remake, they incorporated a lot of true details, um, which, you know, I'm sure was a very cathartic experience for her, I would imagine. Wow. Oh, what do you think of future of our music right now, nowadays? I know we have a lot of hip hop, R&B, we have pop stars, but they're not as recognized and not as bright stars like Elvis, Lady Gaga, and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, there's, there's legends now. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting question that you bring up. And I personally feel that, you know, when you look back throughout history, at first, if you had the talent, um, you know, someone was paying for you to go into the recording studio, which was extremely, and to this day, it is extremely expensive. Um, and as an artist, most artists 
earning, earning pennies. And so having that, um, you know, getting into the recording studio was a huge barrier to entry. Now uh, it's become so affordable. Everyone can do it on their computer and get uh, world-class results that the craft of songwriting, which is the most important part of the process, has been diminished greatly. And so people don't have that same sense of um, the craft, understanding what's going to make a great song. How is it going to uh, get on the radio? What are, you know, there are certain times like people don't realize you have to get to the chorus between 30 35 seconds basically in order for it to fit into a certain radio format what is the radio format what is your audience I mean with Lady Gaga we thought long and hard about who her audience was and incorporated that into every aspect of her marketing her music her image her her message and I think these days uh, the music industry has done quite a number <laughs> on the artists, uh, you know, in terms of, I guess that's always been the case where there's been some financial uh, problems, but now that they're streaming, uh, you know, artists get point, I believe it's 0 0.007 of a penny for each stream. So you're getting something along the lines of for a hundred million streams, something like $7,000. So when it's a hundred million streams, you've got to say to yourself, how, you know, how am I going to get to the other side where I can support myself as an artist, where, you know, artists out there can, you know, really thrive and flourish. And the answer has been sort of like, as we see with Lady Gaga, she's, really focused on movies more and um, touring obviously during COVID and, and other sources of income has have stopped. But to answer your question, the barrier to entry was way greater previously. And so these stars came to the forefront and there was a focus because there were fewer options. Now there's a huge plethora of talent, but the cult, um, you know, the cultivating and, you know, the development and curation of those artists is much, um, it's much smaller than it used to be. So um, getting to the front of the line is uh, much more difficult than it used to be. And um, that's why we don't have the big stars that we used to. So true. Now it's like anyone can write a song, post it on iTunes or Spotify and basically be an artist and be considered as an artist. And then if you have a social media following on the top of it, then it's right. easier. So, yeah. And, you know, they can use uh, new tech. Well, it's not new technology anymore, but compared to the days of Elvis, you know, auto tune and all of these things where if they don't actually have the talent, um, live, they can manufacture it. So that's unfortunate in a way. I mean, it's nice to have tools that are used in moderation, but um, to really know who's got the goods, you got to see them live. That's why sometimes you hear a song on the radio or just like hear it somewhere and then you hear them performing live and it's like different song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just unbelievable. 
Would you like to share any tips for aspiring writers and singers, how they can become successful? Well, I would say that these days in terms of record labels, I mean, I, I think that record labels are going into the Web3 space. And I think that NFTs are gonna be more crucial than ever for artists. Right now we're sort of at the beginning stages of what it's like for you know, visual artists, but music is, I believe, going to surpass even just visual representations for NFTs. So when that happens, I think there's gonna be a huge paradigm shift in how artists get paid, how, um, you know, I think they're going to go to the top of the food chain instead of right now the the labels are at the top of the food chain because they have the money, they have the power, they have they're the gatekeepers. They can choose whether or not you will be famous based on how much money they're going to invest. And now artists who um, have great work, create great followings, are truly creative and innovative, are going to have a chance to make royalties that aren't 0.007 of a cent anymore. They're gonna get real money. Um, and I believe that's gonna be a great way for artists to break. Other ways um, for artists to break, I think it's so important that people really focus on the, their craft. It is one thing to understand, you know, what's popular now but if you're only writing for what's popular now you're going to have no idea um, what's going to be popular in eight months nine months and at least in the record label system the major label system it takes nine months for your album to get released minimum so what's popular now probably will change within the year. And so I think it's really important for you to do things that are classic and that are very authentic to who you are. Like let your, your authenticity shine. Let the things that are, are very unique about you shine. The, and there are moments where you can do what's trendy and cool for a commercial music or for um, you know, ad campaigns or television or film, that's fine. But if you're trying to identify yourself as an artist, you have to look at yourself as a product and be very objective about who, what makes me better or more saleable than any other artist? What makes me unique? What gives me an edge? Why is someone gonna buy my record instead of someone else's? Especially when these days music is free, because everything is illegally downloaded. Why are you, why are people going to buy tickets to my concert? What makes a song great? Like you have to be objective enough to really have enough self-criticism to understand what your strengths and weaknesses are and only take criticism from people who you respect in your industry. You might love your mom or your friend or your whoever but if they're not in your industry and they don't have um, that knowledge base firsthand if you wouldn't want to trade places with them you shouldn't take advice from them you should only take advice from people you'd want to trade places with and that is uh 
Chris Voss <laughs> um, taught me some of that. He's the FBI hostage negotiator. And I'm, I'm actually at his house right now. This is his book. <laughs> Never split the difference. Oh, wow. anyway, he gave me, yes, I'm very proud. Um, but he, you know, it's one of those things where you want to be able to um, to only take advice from people that you'd want to trade places with who have experience in your category. This is actually the best advice ever because there are so many people that are not in your category, don't share the same dreams or values, and they try to give you advice. And it even makes you feel worse because they're not on the same page with you, but right. they don't really get you. <laughs> and, and, and you may love them. They may be amazing at advice and, and you know, and relationships and this and that. But if, it, if you wouldn't trade places with them in your business category do not take business advice from them i agree <laughs> and also you've done modeling as well how did you decide to do that well i've been modeling since i was very young however um most of the modeling i've been doing like i did over the course of sort of i'd say my 20s and 30s um was well in my 20s I was doing it very seriously you know with my agency and whatnot but uh and I got to work with the biggest designers in the world I was so lucky to work with Donna Karen for example and lots of other big designers but basically after that I really wanted to focus more on music and luckily I did because I had a have had a wonderful career in the music industry, um, touring around the world, and opening for people like Jack White and Cheryl Crow and a countless amount of people. But during the pandemic, you know, I was like, oh my God, the studios are closed because there are no windows in the studios, and you're touching buttons, and it's not, you know, uh, pandemic friendly, as they say. The touring stopped and so I said okay uh, what's a great activity and I'd used modeling those years to promote my music but now I said you know what I'm I'm just gonna just gonna model and it's not gonna be promoting my music but I it I just I guess my focus on it really took off and I was on over 10 magazine covers in the last year and a half and uh, I've got another one coming up and uh, I walked the runway um, for New York Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week um, in Abu Dhabi for Forbes uh, Fashion Show alongside Tyra Banks and Paulina Poroskova and these crazy beautiful supermodels. So I feel very blessed to have been able to do these things where most models work their whole lives to go to Paris Fashion Week in New York and Milan and all of these things. But um, I've had the privilege of, of experiencing that in the last uh, year and a half, two years. So I'm very grateful. Uh, it came sort of as a shock that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the... Uh, 20 year old that I once was. So I certainly didn't expect this to happen, but luckily um, the opportunities came and uh, I couldn't say no. <laughs> so it's been amazing. Some of the designers I've been modeling for uh, in particular, Sima Collection, 
who is a wonderful designer based out of Beverly Hills. Um, haute couture all the way, gorgeous gowns. Um, Jordana Gelhausen, uh, Morial Paris, uh, Atelieria. Um, so many great designers that I've been fortunate enough to work with. So I've really loved this experience. Wow, I love it. I admire you. Oh, thank you. I've done modeling as well since I was 13. I do it now occasionally, but not as full time anymore. But I mean, I still do. And I've done New York Fashion Week, Atlanta Fashion Week as well. Oh, wonderful. And, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Thank you. And definitely modeling industry has changed over years. And now it's totally flexible and it's totally open to any ages, any sizes, any height, because before it was very strict. And like yeah. I had a hard time getting in some agencies because I was in between sizes two and four. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I mean, when I was really young, I was, you know, a toothpick. And now <laughs> as I've grown and I'm curvier and, you know, I'm so happy that there is a more realistic body image for women out there. I mean, I think it's so important to love who you are and what you got. And uh, it shines through in every other aspect of your life. So couldn't said any better. It does your confidence, your self-love, it does shine through in every aspect of your life, because if you don't have enough confidence, it does kind of, you can see the aspects of your life because some, one of the areas of life starting to kind of decrease or go down. And yeah. as far as getting worse, sometimes when you feel bad about yourself, you know, when you get bad moments, as far as like, when you don't feel like yourself, then sometimes you're not at your best. So yeah, it's important for the way you communicate, even with friends through business, whatever, whatever it is, it's really important. So when pop culture or, you know, the modeling industry, the music industry starts to accept different types, different styles, uh, you know, I think it's really important for, for us as women in particular to embrace that and um, be so happy that culture is changing with us. Yeah, absolutely. And what qualities helped you to succeed in the music industry? Because it's a very tough industry to succeed in and not everybody can get to the top, but what really helped you? Thank you so much. Um, I, I really, I mean, it's a combination of things. I got extremely lucky, um, you know, after I was discovered by Maceo Parker, the fact that the press instantly gathered around and wrote me up in all of the newspapers, that was huge. Um, and all the, you know, nightclubs that took notice of that press. Then from there, um, Gary Lyons, who is the producer of the Rolling Stones, uh, started working with me right out of college. Uh, I went to Cornell University and he was like, just a true believer. And then one after the next, they just said, you know, you've got the talent. I want to work with you, you know, on spec for free and um, just 
true believers. And I think I got those true believers based on my knowledge of the craft. I'd been writing songs since I was seven. Um, my babysitter growing up is named Rosetta Atkins, um, who I just saw a week ago in New York. And um, she taught me how to sing as soon as I could speak. I mean, she's a gospel singer uh, from down south. And she brought me home from the hospital. And I've been singing and writing songs since I was a little kid. And I think it shows. I, I think that for people who are just trying to be tech savvy with music instead of actually learning the craft, I think that's a mistake. I think you, you, if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather somebody else. I mean, luckily I, I do know both and I, and I am tech savvy as well when it comes to, you know, music production, but it's very important that people understand what's going to make a great song, what is going to have 30,000 people singing your song, the chorus of your song back to you and experiencing that, you know, touring through Europe, places I'd never been before and out on stage and, you know, and having thousands, tens of thousands of people singing back the choruses of my songs back to me, I was there's no high quite like it, you know, it's just, it's so exciting. And uh, the more people focus on those things, the more, and, and also not being copycats, being true to yourself, being authentic, having discipline, you know, I have over 2000 recorded songs. You've got to do the work and put the work in. You can't be lazy. You can't expect that other people are going to do it for you. Even once you get a manager or a record label, the work is still very much there. You've got to fight to get to the front of the line wherever you are, even if you're at the record label. So that's my advice to people. Put in the work, be authentic rely on yourself more than anyone else, even if you do have other people in your camp helping you. Take constructive criticism from people that you respect in your industry. And authentically, you got to love what you do. You have to be willing to risk everything for it. And the opportunities will come. You have to network. And nowadays, social media is more important than ever before got to interact with your fans and keep them engaged and keep releasing new content that is going to resonate with them. Yeah, I feel like it all comes out. I mean, comes down to being authentic, being yourself. Like my brand stands for be yourself, never basic, be unique. It's okay to be different. So I guess it all very important things that help you in any industry any area of life to succeed absolutely absolutely and i think that's in general across the board if it's good advice most of the time the good advice is is going to apply to many areas of your life so true any artists famous artists you're working with now or you can disclose probably some of them um, well, right now I'm actually um, about to embark on a very exciting journey. So I am going to be, you know, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Brandon Jenner, the Jenners and the Kardashians. So yeah. 
Uh, Brandon Jenner will be co-hosting a new television show that I will be co-hosting with him called Project Supergroup. It's uh, through CBS Viacom. So you'll be able to see it on MTV and a bunch of MTV Plus, a couple of these other Viacom channels. And we are going to be building the next generation of supergroups. So there are going to be uh, 25 contestants who are all triple threats, singing, um, writing songs, and playing an instrument. And we are going to be bringing them together as strangers in studios. And we're going to watch the creation of these records. Because if you think back to all of the best groups uh, throughout history, whether it's the Eagles or Earth, Wind and Fire or whoever it is, they were all triple threats. They all had the ability to really know greatness in each of those categories. And so we kind of, to my point before about not just being someone who can work the computer, actually having the talent, um, that's a prerequisite to even get onto this television show. And Brandon Jenner is a wonderful, um, you know, musician in his own right. And so we are, and there'll be a panel of judges. And so we are very, very excited to um, be a part of the show that will start filming uh, within the next month. So very, really looking forward to that. Wow, that sounds exciting. I can't wait to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I couldn't be more excited about it. And it's the first time in history that I'm aware of that it's the first time of an hour of original music on television. So instead of it just being covers, you know, like professional karaoke, <laughs> you know, not to say anything bad about, you know, a great singer, but it's a whole different animal when you're a great songwriter and a great musician and a great singer and a great performer. So th these people, you know, these young artists, they have it all and we're so excited to present them to the public and see who wins. Wow, it's incredible. Thank you. And where can our listeners find you, your social handles, all the information? Yeah, it's at Wendy Starland. Uh, and please, you know, we'll put a link in the bio so that you can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and I'm really looking forward to connecting with you online. Thank you so much, Wendy. It was such a pleasure and I'm just so honored to have you on my podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. We'll do this again soon. Yeah, sure. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.